Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. It is Thursday. It is the 100th episode of Homemaker Chic. That's over 100 hours of rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lipstick, no denim jumpers, denim overalls are accepted. (laughs) We suppose... 100. We, no, can we 100. just stay there for a second? 100. Okay, that's your news. I have news. Okay? Okay. We're going to just stay in this happy place. That is what this episode is about, friends, because this is the season finale. Yes. 1,060,000 downloads. That gave me goosebumps. What? The what? <laughs> One High five. million. Incredible. I actually didn't I know that like, we hit that. <laughs> we did. That's really exciting. Yeah. It might even be 1,075,000 at this point. I just checked it last night, you know. Okay. So, 100, a million. 100 episodes, six full seasons, a million downloads. That is a lot of homemaking. In what, 13 and a half months or something like that? I don't months? actually know. 14 months, May- maybe. Did we start like May 3rd or February 28th or something like that? I don't know. Come on. Neither of us claim that math is our forte. Mm -mm. So, In fact, we don't have a lot of fortes. We're pretty much average at most things. But my guess is that you are too, listener. So that's okay. It's fabulous. This is your, we're your people. I'm your host of Homemaker Chic, by the way. I'm Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead blog and YouTube channel. And I am joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, the blog, the YouTube channel, the lady of many hats. Mm -hmm. And um, Angela and I are longtime friends who live 2,000 miles apart. She lives in Wisconsin. I live in Washington. And yet we are able to come together twice a week on Homemaker Chic Podcast and encourage you as homemakers. We hope encourage you. We hope we make you laugh. We hope we challenge you and to push yourself as a homemaker, to learn new things. Um, And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be diving into our favorite parts of homemaking because we really are celebrating the, not only the end of season six, the it doesn't just happen season, but we're also celebrating what this means for really homemakers around the world. The reason that we started Homemaker Chic Podcast all those seasons ago was because we're both homemakers and we both needed some encouragement. It's hard to find people who don't think you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) True. Super true. Mm -hmm. You're not crazy here, friends. You're in good company. So we hope that we make you smile and laugh as we sort of close out this season with some happy thoughts about being a homemaker. So if you need some encouragement, this is going to be a good episode for you. Are you ordering a beverage? What are you doing? No, I was trying to find this really sweet email that I forgot to throw up, to throw up, to, sh- to pull up. <laughs> I know how you feel about clicking my mouse. So I'm trying to discreetly do this, but I know it's, it looks I can tell. Rude, I can it? tell when you're disconnected. I'm talking to you. You're looking I'm at listening. your phone. You're Goodness talking to gracious. them. I can't even take this This anymore. lady sent us the most fabulous email that I wanted to read for Listen this to me. celebratory episode. It's not going to happen. We get on soapboxes. On this podcast, on occasion, I'm going to get on one now. If you wear an Apple Watch, don't look at it when you're in a conversation. Please. (laughs) Mooey rude. People are, they're very into the Apple Watches. I had one for like 10 minutes and then I'm like, mom, this isn't for me. Do you want this? Because I can't. Mm -hmm. Like four years ago. I could see how it looked cool. Yeah. It then I was like, nice. well, then I'm just like wearing cancer right next to me all the time. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of scared me. <laughs> it kind of freaked me out. It just interrupts you constantly. Yeah. It just interrupts you. And it interrupts yep. when I'm talking to somebody and then they get a beep and then they look at their watch, read it. I'm like, I, but I'm still talking to you. I'm still Speaking. talking to you. Um, I That's why I don't have any like uh, notifications on my phone. No bells, yes. no whistles. Yes. I don't hear any beeping. Nope. I can't, like, Joel, sometimes he has his phone, so, like, when he types the numbers, it's like, dunk, 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 dunk. <laughs> it, like, makes the little sounds while he's, cl- like, why would you want, I have six children, we have six children, dear husband, why would you want any extra noise coming in? 
<laughs> Quietness. Don't, don't the, Yeah. <laughs> I told Stu after my night at the spa, you know, that uh-huh. we talked about on Monday. I said they need a halfway house after this experience. You go to <laughs> a trans- the spa. Like a tr- transition. <laughs> then you go to this hotel where some noise the is allowed. The, the big medical room and then you get moved to like the posh exactly. mom room and then you go home. Like exactly. A, you can't move noise. me from that to this. It's like... Well, start. think about it. Like, even vacation, you have the airplanes. So you're like, coming back down. Yep. You know, reality check. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. That makes total uh, sense. It does. It'll be good. Um, speaking of that, I'm trying to plan our summer vacation. So I'm good at a lot of things. I am not good at planning things. No. Really, you guys? She is not good <laughs> <laughs> at planning things. We've talked about this before that she books the plane tickets 10 minutes before, unless it's Italy. And then she's like two years in advance. I can come in. <laughs> My mom was such a great planner. Every year we had a tent trailer. Do you know what a tent trailer is? A pop-up trailer. I think you call a them pop-up. pop-up trailers. We call them tent yeah. trailers. So we had Why? one because it's like a tent on a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tent trailer. And our family vacation for my whole life was we'd drive over to the coast, Washington coast, which is phenomenal. It's about two hours away from where I live. So we'd drive over there with our camper. We'd stay at a, you know, Washington state park kind of camp place, put up our trailer. My mom would have prepped the food for the whole week. You know, she'd have beef stew in bags that we just reheated over the fire. She'd have the bread made, the taco meat. I mean, she was phenomenal all the snacks that you could possibly want just chips floating and in peanut melted m and exactly oh, yeah. she had our <laughs> milk eggs like everything i got none of that i got why? none of it why it doesn't yeah why i don't know i think because i'm i'm like not mature yet <laughs> but you're middle-aged Remember? I'm still waiting. I'm well. It's, <laughs> I'm waiting for that piece to fall into place. Um, uh, the first I blame time it on, you like, stayed, baby brain, just baby with brain. us. Remember, I hosted yeah. you. Well, the only time, which is why you're coming to Door County. But I hosted you in a pop up. Mm-hmm. I think you froze to death. I did freeze to death. Um, if you haven't heard this story, actually, Juliet was six, and Junior was three. Six months. months six months and three months. Mm-hmm. So we're staying in her pop-up camper. Um, We've it's never our met. End of October. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, is our first, first time, time we meeting. met. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's freezing. Like it's to the point that I'm actually worried that Juliet could be like damaged by the amount of cold. It was 39 at night. Okay. Friends. It was, it was 39. That's cold. Okay. That's cold for a baby. Yeah. So I'm like holding her, but like my body is shivering so bad that I'm not doing much to keep her. So Stu's finally like, you need to take her inside. Like, go inside the house. Angela locks her door. It's just locked. I didn't lock it. I I am from Michigan. I don't believe in locking doors. I mean, well, Joel locked it then. Okay. Somebody locked, locked it. it. And I remember him telling me somewhere, like, there's this key in this area. So I'm like looking. It's pitch black. It's 39 degrees. I've got Juliet crying in my arm. Oh my gosh, it's that's so, so bad. awful. Thank you. Finally, Shay. I find the key. I open the door. I go inside. It's basically the same temperature. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who is this horrible woman who sleeps in 39 degree temperatures? So I oh, go into her so living bad. room. I find uh, the every thermostat. Friend that I have which, listening is like nodding their head right I know. now. They're like, yep. And she's. Well, I know now I prepare, I'm prepared to come with appropriate clothing. I find her thermostat, which is hidden behind an old oil painting. <laughs> and I try to figure out, I was like, I don't care. She can yell at me. I'm turning the heat up in I this godforsaken house. Doesn't work. So I just go curl up Why? on the couch. No blankets. There's no blankets to be found. So I find one of Joel's oh flannels. There is the- and I'm under curled up. Here's under- a giant bus <laughs> that I'm laying under like roadkill right now. <laughs> I just remember thinking she's going to come downstairs and think I am crazy. <laughs> I think we went and bought you a space heater the next yep. day. 
all was solved. Mm -hmm. And you said, did you sleep well? Were you a little, were you fine? Did you get cold? I was like, fresh air much? I got cold, (laughs) got a little cold. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And we're still friends, which just goes to show you. I don't know. Okay. I, I can freeze you out and you can poison me with a goose egg and then we will go. <laughs> oh, there it is. That gets a million dollars. There it is. <laughs> it was accidental poisoning. Okay. Well, it about did me in. And if mm. you're in my cooking community, it's not because I cooked it wrong. It's just because she was apparently allergic to goose eggs, which I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's cue the wine music. <laughs> Sure, why not? <coughs> Six seasons, still haven't found that cough button. Uh, yeah, we need one. So, you've heard us say this about a hundred times now. So here's what you need to do if you haven't done it yet. You need to bookmark this page, tryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Before we have any more fun today, we would like you to pour a glass with us here at Homemaker Chic. We are about better, not more, and that carries over from our makeup bags into our bedrooms, the sheets that we choose, what we stock our pantries with, and also our wine cabinets. We'd rather have less of anything, but have the best that budget can allow. If you come over for dinner to Shay's house, she'll poison you with a goose egg, and she will feed you dry farm wines that's your cue oh what oh we what are you what one. are you sipping angela well, no there's a whole nother paragraph oh. but you can just bypass it if you, <laughs> if you i'm sorry i was so distracted okay no i'll keep going because my Do friends it. pure natural wines are rare and getting to enjoy one of them is truly a delectable treat So we invite you to enjoy a classy, clean glass of wine with us as we dive into our favorite parts about homemaking on today's episode. Dry Farm Wines will deliver you wines each month that are organically grown on small family farms, which just happen to be sugar-free and additive-free right to your doorstep. And if you're in a state that doesn't allow delivery of wine or alcohol, then just arrange with your local liquor store and Dry Farms can ship it to them. That's a great way to still get Dry Farm wines into your home. You can stock your own posh wine pantry with these beautiful wines from all around the world. Think of it as a way to experience new places that you've never been, to taste new regions and flavors, and to enhance your mealtime enjoyments. And that's exactly what Dry Farms is. It enhances the experience. It doesn't take away from it in any way. So there are elegant reds for you to choose from, white wines, rosés, bubbles, whatever classy wine you'd like to enjoy, Dry Farms has. So tap into these living extraordinarily, extraordinary, naturally fermented wines by visiting dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Now, what are you sipping? Okay. Okay. I am sipping. I poured a bubbly. Okay, look. First of oh, all, I'm how a sweet celebratory. Little, I know. Well, Marie Antoinette Glass actually oh. poured it for this. It's not Cheers. something we drank last night or something we're drinking. Dude, here. I got mine here. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, this weekend. So, this is uh, a Gregoletto. Have you had this one? Prosecco? No. I thought I'd had okay. all the Proseccos. Yeah, I haven't had this one either. So, this is, it says, Sui. Uh, well, I'm. That sounded very French, but that's as good as I can do. Sweet Leaviti, Leaviti means natural wine. Okay. Um, can and I this, hold uh, on? Let me interrupt you real yes. fast, <clears throat> yes, ma'am. People, the <laughs> the website is all up to date with the new episodes, and I'm actually typing out the name of the wine and putting it yes. in the notes below, so you'll see a little wine segment. So if you'd like to actually check it out and see how it's spelt, because we are so horrible with pronunciation then just visit our website homemaker chic podcast and you'll find it there okay yes and you should do that because the website's getting pretty pretty groovy yes it is um so this is a prosecco and a couple weeks ago i talked about the docg and doc wines italian what that means this is not a docg wine because the gregolettos use what's called a crown cap which I didn't have time to check into what it is, but it has something to do with um, 
closure when they're producing the wine. So when they're capping it for fermentation. And what they do is they, so all of Dry Farm Wines, friends, it's a spontaneous fermentation. So they're not adding any outside yeast sources. But what this family does is they use a small amount of natural liqueur from their own grapes that help, that triggers the fermentation. Cool. Which I've never seen that in any of the dry farm wines that we've enjoyed. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then the second fermentation continues, um, happens in the bottle, in the bottle, in the bottle mm-hmm. for an indeterminable, <laughs> indeterminable, <laughs> in the bottle. For an indeterminable <laughs> amount of time. Hello. Uh, this is living wine, friends. That's what's so exciting about when you drink the dry farm. It just has a specific live taste. Yes. Not overly sugary. Just tastes a lot. Come say so hi. Stuart. This is. Come, no, come here. Come say mm-hmm. hi to the patrons. To the patrons. <clears throat> just come poke your face on. He's been mowing the lawn today, so he's very dirty. Patrons, this is my husband, Stuart. Hi, okay. patrons. Okay. That's all. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Little cameo appearance by Mr. Right? Elliot right? there. So, yeah, this is this um, family. It's established in 1600, this vineyard. What? That's what it says. Established no way. 1600. Mm-hmm. Right here. Boop, boop. Can you hold that bottle closer to the camera so well, I can see? I'd have to reach up and see? focus, but it's oh. going to be really blurry. Okay. All right. Well, I'll make sure to tag that over on the podcast so that y'all can check that out. Patrons, you can kind of see if you're watching on the video, you can kind of see the label there. That looks delicious. How does it taste? It's really yummy. Here's the thing. I don't typically, I like Dry Farms Proseccos because they're not sweet. I don't care for them from the store because they're so syrupy. I've never been, I'm a brute champagne girl. So when somebody serves a Prosecco, I'm like, yeah, I'll take, I'll leave it out. I don't Mm -hmm. really. So let's see. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, really clean, a little mm-hmm. bit dry even. Mm-hmm. So it's I fabulous. And what we're referencing is about visuals. Friends, if you are not a patron, you need to head over to patreon.com forward slash Chic podcast. And that is where you can show some love to the show. We um, return the favor with downloads of our cookbooks and some printables, lists, to-do lists, all sorts of goodies over there. And... When you are a fangirl patron, you can receive a video version of the show. So we encourage you to watch the show one day and a day and a half or so later, enjoy the video version so you can get a visual for what we're talking about. And the big bonus feature is that every season we wrap up with a fangirl call. So mark your calendars. You've just made a note of the Dry Farm website. Now I want you to mark your calendars for next week, May 21st. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening in real time, Mark your calendars, May 21st, 2021 at 2.30 Pacific, 4.30 Central. We are going to have our fangirl call. It's open to the first 100 people that show up. Yep. So get in, get in line. If you're a um, lower tier patron and you just want to upgrade temporarily so you can be a part of this call, go ahead and do so. And then next month, you can go back down to the lower tier if you want to. But we'd Mm -hmm. love to see you there. We're going to have a riot celebrating the 100 and the 1 million and our new merchandise store. What? You're just what? dropping Pulling bombs. Out all the stuff. Boom. You've been asking Boom. for the merch, and we have obliged you. Magnets, t-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs. <laughs> check it out. The link is going to be over on Patreon, so you will be able to check that out and shop accordingly. Yes. I'll try to I, I'll figure out how to incorporate that into the website too. Yeah, it'll be in the show. The link will be in the show notes. I don't okay. have the specific link right in front of me. Okay. But, um, yes. Yeah. So let me just tell you, that. there's this sweatshirt you're going to have to get because it's gray and it's super soft and it says, I am homemaker chic and this is my denim jumper. Heck yes. Everybody needs to have that on. Yeah. I can't wait to get one. Okay. I'm very excited about Shay. this because I ruined my Cafe du Monde sweatshirt, by the way. <gasps> it's white. Ugh. What kind of loser wears a white sweatshirt on a farm? Yeah, that's tough. Hmm. I'll just need to find more online. I'll just keep ordering them. Do love a good crew neck. Okay, so I can hear your children. I know. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) 
There are ten and children. Your rooster. Ten children. Between the two of us. On homemaker chic. Mine are being good. Oh. And quiet. Oh. <laughs> Is that how we're playing? <laughs> Is that how we're playing this? <laughs> no, you know what, Shay, let's just like wrap up this season and talk about what we love about this thing that we call homemaking. Can we let's p- just celebrate it? Let's just focus on some a lot positive. of jokes about the rotten apples <laughs> and the band-aid wrappers. And I'm getting a lot of hilarious grief for closing a drawer full of salsa in my nightstand. But uh mm-hmm. let's talk about what we love. All right, let's talk about what we love. Hmm. Hmm. Dead air. No. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. <laughs> well, no, I'm teasing. Um, it's not hard to fall in love with homemaking. When we had Alina on a couple of weeks ago, I do think she did such a good job of explaining that a lot of times people don't love homemaking because they haven't been trained to do it and they haven't created the time and the space mm-hmm. to do it, right? They just yeah. haven't focused on it. And thus, they haven't reaped the benefits of it. One of the things I love about homemaking is that it does force you to deal with the really difficult questions in life, such as, have I created time and space for what I think is most important? Mm -hmm. We all homemake for different reasons. So many different paths have led us all to this, this particular place. But some of us landed here really intentionally. And I remember stepping away from my, you know, quote, career, not knowing that Mm -hmm. any of this blog internet stuff would be a thing. We chose homemaking before this was years before this was in the cards. We chose to live off one income. We chose to let go of my career. We chose for me to stay home with Georgia when she was a newborn. And I love that we had to answer those questions before we knew what the answers were going to be ultimately right? Is it valuable for me to be at home with Georgia? Is that, is that, I'm speaking of my own personal experience here, guys. Every, like I said, everyone's coming to this for different reasons. That's the question we had to answer, Stuart and I did. And I love that about homemaking because like, it just gets to the meat. It bypasses mm-hmm. the fluff pretty dang quickly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The, the concept of, just the whole idea of homemaking does. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, if you're, like Alina said, if, if you're in a space where you're not enjoying it, that question of like, am I trained for this? Am I prepared for this? Do I know what I'm doing? Yeah. It rises to the surface really quickly. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can only kind of blame it on extenuating circumstances if you're miserable in the art of homemaking for so long, you know, mm-hmm. and then- you really have to, I think, pragmatically look at, do I do I know what I'm doing? Do I need to skill mm-hmm. up? Do I need to change my attitude? Am I, I mean, imagine going to a job you're not trained for, you know, yeah. and and a lot of people are not. I mean, I think that's why the, the podcast is encouraging because people crave it so badly. Mm-hmm. So many women crave it so badly, but they mm-hmm. they don't know how to actually contribute to it to like as an, or look at it as an art form as something noble and worthy during the day. And a lot of these same women don't have peace with what they're doing as homemakers, don't see it as valuable, don't see it as enough. Because, men, I'm going to cut to you here. Their husbands don't see value in it. Their partners don't see value in it. Mm. And so when it's you swimming up the stream, right, swimming maybe even against your of your own marriage situation, you're already swimming uh-huh. in through a cultural swamp of uphill. Right. Um, that can put the homemaker in a really difficult position. Mm-hmm. And so in case you need I- to hear this again, what you're right. doing has value. And husbands, yeah. what your wife is doing in the home has value. Don't you ever make her feel like it doesn't. And we're There's not no even men referencing listening. motherhood. <laughs> well, the wives are like, honey, honey, get over here, listen to this. But we're not even referencing motherhood no. when we say that. This nope. is homemaking. Homemaking. And I think that so many men don't find value in it. Um, that's just like the natural um, outgrowth of decades of the culture changing, you know? So, yep. yeah. 
Yeah. We're just talking about being at home and making yep. a home. Yep. And I know that kind of cuts. We'll get to the fun it stories cuts. and such later, but okay. it, it does cut because it's countercultural to say mm-hmm. um, that work in the home, whatever your situation works like. And let me remind you, if you're new to Homemaker Chic and somebody shared this episode with you, Angela and I both work. Yeah. A lot. And we're both pretty yeah. damn hard workers, if I do say so mm-hmm. myself. Um, yeah. But even if we didn't, even if we brought no money into the home, we are right. bringing an extreme value to the people who we love the most, caring for them, caring for our home well. For those of you who are not mothers, so what? You are no less of a homemaker. Let me say that again. You are no less of a homemaker and your work in the home has no less value than anybody else's. We are all called to bear one another's burdens to take care of those who are in need, who are sick, who are poorly. We're called to raise our children well, to love our husbands well, to love our neighbors well, to take care of our friends. Like we all have those, whether we have husbands or we have kids, or even if we have close friends, like you are this little beacon, this little beacon of light in your corner of the world. And that is a beautiful thing. Amen. It is. Uh, it, you know, it's it's sad that we everything has to be connected to a dollar. You know, how we spend our time, if it doesn't have some sort of instant gratification, be it a paycheck or something, that it's it kind of moves down yeah. on the totem pole of, of worthiness. Right. So that being said, there okay. are yes. fine, you know, we, we make a lot of jokes on this show about the the grind. Yeah. Because it, it is a grind. But there are moments of bliss and beauty every single day if we've got our proper proper goggles on to see them and experience them. What are yeah. some moments that you have experienced recently that have just um, poured this, <clears throat> that next layer of concrete around your feet, sure yeah. your footing? increased your love of the home. <laughs> okay, this might sound stupid. And this is there, something they might, that they, I share. I think I need, there are a few might oh, sound it's, cheesy. It's stupid. It's a touchy-feely okay. sort of a thing. Yeah. Well, I, I told y'all a couple episodes ago, I cleaned out my hall closet. Okay, this is like mm-hmm. the closet that's outside of our one bathroom. It has towels, our medicine box, all of our essential oils, um, extra sheets, that kind of a thing. I cleaned it out. I labeled the shelves and we had a family over for dinner. Their kid needed a Band-Aid. Natalie went over to the cabinet and she opened it up and she was just like, wow, like you're bringing it. And she was laughing that I had Band-Aids because I never have Band-Aids. I have Band-Aids for her kids. My kids have to just like lick their wound and move on with their life. So she she gets a Band-Aid and I was just, I felt proud in that moment that I'm getting to this level of homemaking. It's like a video game where you first start and you're just trying to get your dexterity. And then you're like, okay, I know that level. Now I'm ready for the next one. Mm -hmm. The organized closet, the organized cabinets that stayed organized for longer than two days, that was a level that I had not achieved until recently. And it felt so good to have another homemaker open up my closet and be like, what do you need? Would you like a wash, a nicely folded washcloth? Would you like, you know, an ironed hand towel? Would you like a Band-Aid? And it felt just, it was silly, but it was just, I took pride in it because I had done the work. And it was, to me, it was a really exciting moment. Mm-hmm. What about you? Me up. Uh, they're swinging on the tree pretty, outside the window. They sound they're happy. so happy. I was going to say they they're happy. So happy. <laughs> um, I had a moment this morning that just about got me. And it had to do with my garden. Sure. I was out. I was up really early and spent some time in the greenhouse, which is um, out front. And I saw something, you know, out of 
my peripheral or whatever, the top of my vision. And I looked up and two uh, ducks were flying in to my pond. And all I could think of was reading my children Make Way for Duckling, which is Mm -hmm. one of our favorite books, Robert McCloskey. And I just thought, my goodness, if they were to build a nest here and find this sweet little spot in the middle of the woods worthy of their home, I might lose my mind with happiness. Yeah. And I was just watching them just flapping about. And and this pond is not filled. We have to do some repairs to it. So it's just kind of swamp in the corner. And they loved it. And five minutes later, Mr. and Mrs. Morning Dove landed on the peak gravel. And they mate for life, morning mm. doves. And they're so beautiful. Just that translucent or iridescent gray cooing. Mm-hmm. This is so great. Then I went out. Um, I needed to roast coffee beans. We were out of propane, so I made a fire. Roasted my beans, went into my cabinet. There was a loaf of bread that was about to turn stale and Irish uh, soda bread that I had made yesterday or the day before. Crumbled it up, made croutons, went and got eggs, made eggs. Junior came out. He wanted to help. I said, well, you can mm-hmm. find some. Well, he's like, he's like not even five. He grabs something. He's like, is this edible? He said, yes, actually, that's cilantro. So he goes and he's pulling cilantro and shredding it and pulling it in. Putting it in the croutons, which is gross, um, but that was his contribution. And he's singing, and one of my favorite. So we're just out there making breakfast. It smells great. The smoke is going. The cow is mooing. I mean, this was just like freaking perfect, unbelievable. And it was just that vibe of okay, like I've I got the chickens. I learned how to do that. Now I have the eggs, and I, mm-hmm. you know, years ago I learned how to bake bread, and now I have the bread. And I learned how to garden. So now I have – it was just like this momentum. We've worked so hard and now animals and wildlife are coming to this sanctuary because they appreciate it. And it was just like snowballing and I just got really choked up. Yeah. And – but one of the things I do love about homemaking is the simple things that build on each other like baking bread and then having almost stale bread to make breadcrumbs or or croutons or something. I love the the build. I had stock. Mm -hmm. You know, for the children that morning from ducks that we butchered last year, it's just like all those when your hard work just starts bearing so much fruit that you can hardly keep up with it. Yeah. I just, gosh, I could just frolic around in that all day. And it really helps soften, soften all the edges. Yeah. (laughs) Because I broke a few, I I cracked a few eggs that were uh, gross, if you know what I mean. If you're a farmer, you know. (laughs) You crack one egg at a time in a bowl and then yes, you add you it do. to the mix because yes, you do. that can be traumatic. <laughs> but, you know, just like it was so beautiful. Like nothing could ruin ruin the morning. There was so much momentum and so much goodness coming from so many years of hard work. Kind of I just felt like it all just focused on this moment this morning. It was yeah. amazing. And then the Dude. whole family came out and we ate, ate breakfast outside. Nobody complained about the blinding sun because we don't have any protection where the table is. Yeah. It was just great. It was yeah. just amazing. I think and I, thought, I like, think this you, is why you work so hard. Yeah. So just for a couple moments like this, every once in a while, you can just have a moment like this. And it keeps you going. Mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head because we're speaking to women with and so and some men, maybe, if they didn't leave mm-hmm. earlier when I said that. But we're speaking to women in so many different walks of life. We've heard from so many of you in your emails. There are people all over the spectrum that listen to this podcast. Yeah. So the hard work looks different for all of us. Right. What Angela's hard day of work is looks different than a lot of listeners' hard day. Mm -hmm. And what that fruit is that comes to bear because of that work is a lot different than the fruit that comes to bear in other people's homes. And yet there is this sort of spine of similarity that runs through all of homemaking that when you tend it, like we talked with Alina, when you tend it as a garden, you weed out what you don't Mm -hmm. want, you nurture what you do, you fertilize, you work it, you're patient, you're steadfast. (laughs) Like it doesn't just happen. A beautiful home, great attitudes, relationships with people that you love. Like these things don't just happen. They take work. 
They take getting up when you don't want to get up and going to bed, worked to the bone, (laughs) choosing your Mm -hmm. heart, setting priorities, having a heart and posture of service all the time, which by the way is almost impossible in our Mm -hmm. culture that says, Mm -hmm. hey boo, it's all about you. It's all about you living your Mm -hmm. best life. And we're here saying, no, it's not. It's actually not about you. It's about you being in service to others. And, you know, the Christian, the Christian element of that, which we have, I mean, we have to like that obviously plays a huge part in our homemaking framework, right? To glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's ultimately why I'm here. That's ultimately why I know Angela believes she's here. And whether or not you hold that belief, whatever it is that you do believe is going to create a framework, right? For your home, for that work you put in and the fruit you get out. When I look at my homemaking personally, and I think if the goal of all this is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, well, that is going to grossly change what I do in my home. And the fruit's going to look different because of it. Right. Yeah. Because that, that service concept is so it's the culture, I think wants you to believe there's that you'll get nothing from that or that it's a big risk. You might, but it's a big risk. Um, but I think that even in the nothing, I gotta let my cat in. There's, there's something. Yeah. She she wants in. I'm going to take a sip of my Prosecco because it's getting like room temperature and I don't want it to go to waste. Okay. Okay. Patron, patrons, y'all have to see this. <laughs> How about a warning? This is George. George is my uh, beautiful farm kitty. He was the one who was born in Stu's underwear drawer from May May, who was my birthday present last year. And he is the best kitty in the whole wide world. And George just got fixed yesterday so he has to wear his little cone to keep him from you know he's very vocal uh we need hobbs needs to get fixed so bad that was one of those things that was like this ain't just gonna happen you need your cat fixed but (laughs) but here's the thing um i was not a cat person okay yeah when we moved to the farm or rental farm i got three kittens because i wanted to be that person i was like well now i need cats I need farm cats, which I know some people don't believe in farm cats, but got to have it for the mice. Okay. Uh, and Hobbs is um, a, what's the opposite of ancestor? Hmm. Why can't I think? I have no idea what you're Hobbs talking about. Hobbs is an offspring. Okay. Here's my three kittens at the farm. I cannot okay. think of the opposite of, so further on down the line, ancestors up here and Hobbs is way down here. What is Descendant. Hobbs? Descendant. descendant. Thank you. <laughs> Hobbs is a descendant of one of these first three kittens. And we're very proud of that. Like we remember all the cats. And so they don't want, my children do not want him to get fixed. Oh. They want to bring in a nice girl kitty so we can continue the lineage. I vote for that, Joel says, by absolutely the way. Absolutely not. Ow. I Like maybe there's some nice girl kitty in town who would like to have babies. We could just yeah. put them together and I wouldn't have to keep all the cats. I Just love cats to keep keep everything going. If you've ever lived on a farm and dealt with moles and voles and mice and rats, right. mice, I'd be rats all about the cats. Gotta have them. <laughs> right. Okay. Hobbs sorry. Is an indoor cat though, because oh, of yeah. the ticks, so he can't be. Outside, oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. So good job, George. That looks uncomfortable. <laughs> Poor Georgie. I took it off a little bit earlier so he could at least like clean himself a little bit. But then he had to put it back on because he's being a little naughty. Oh, there he goes out the window. Bless him. There he goes. I'm sorry. I interrupted your very important and heartfelt moment to let my cat in. I'm sorry about that. I don't he even was, remember what I was he saying. He was meowing at the door. Okay. Let's talk. Um, let's just talk about the fun parts about homemaking. Okay. Just the fun bits. Um, this season, ladies, I learned to fold a fitted sheet like a boss and that was pretty fun it makes a big difference huge and you're like how did i how did i like there's isn't there like a graduation ceremony for adulthood it's not hard like, turns out 
I know, but it's this great mystery. Until you learn how, it's just mysterious. Like, yep. who can do that? Who does that? How yep. could you ever do that? Yep. Yeah. I did it for my girls, and they're like, what? That's a thing? <laughs> yep. Arms in? You know? Yep. Yep. There are so many fun parts of homemaking that we do get to enjoy. Cooking beautiful food, even if you don't love to cook and it's very simple food, is a joy. Being able to invite people into your home and semi know what you're doing, <laughs> right? Semi. That is a joy. It is a joy. And sometimes to share. it still goes wrong. Oh, yeah. Often. I had company last Friday and my cherry pie uh, over kind of got a little excited in the oven. And okay. so the house filled with smoke. Oh, great. Because there was scald- scalding cherry on the bottom of my oven. It was great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that was like 12 minutes of chaos while the company was here. And I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was so wonderful. Having Mm -hmm. people over is such a joy. Um, I am experiencing like, you know, this show has been incredibly encouraging to me, which you Mm -hmm. and I have discussed privately even. Yeah. It's just helped us up our own game. And I feel like... There were things that I liked to do. I liked to light candles. I liked to have fresh flowers. And I tried, you know, now that's just like, that's like a constant. Yep. Uh, the, there's, the counters are tidy. The, the table has a pretty arrangement. There's always a candle going. Um, there's always just this like yummy vibe somewhere in the house, usually yeah. on the kitchen table or the kitchen counter. If it's kind of crazy, it's going on, you know, on the bathroom counter. There's always some pocket of just like, oh, someone around here cares. Yes. And if even if it's not, um, even if my children are too busy or too young to be encouraged by that or to, to notice that that's special, um, it encourages me throughout the day. I come around the corner. Oh, look how much you care. Sure, sure. So I'm so sorry. This okay. house is full of life today. <laughs> yes, to what you said. Yes. To all of that. <laughs> I love getting to add that that flavor to the space. When yeah. you look at your home, That's- one of the greatest takeaways I've taken from this podcast is being bold and just being willing to call myself a homemaker. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people I do. I tell them I'm a homemaker. And I wear that badge now with honor. It's not like something I kind of stumbled into, you know, this sort of little piece that exists in my home. Now I'm like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And that, that light switch is, I don't know. It's like, it's big when you see like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I was made for, to cultivate that type of a thing. It's no small thing. And it's so important. And it is really fun because you do get better at it. Every day you do it, you get better at it. You know, that's it. That's a big paradigm shift because you and I were um, in a business where we did not do that. That was not, those were not the first words that came out of our mouth. And so to to now say that, and what if all homemakers did that? You know, we yeah. work, you know, and I, you and I both work. And so to present that as the first thing you do, and then the assumption is often, oh, so, you you know, you, you're a stay-at-home mom. Yes, I have a job, but I'm a homemaker. Like, what mm-hmm. if we all, no matter what we did, when people asked us, which is what we do in our culture, not all cultures say, what do you do? Yeah. The French don't do that, for example, you know, but- if we if we said, well, I'm a homemaker, like, how much rise would that give? How much elevation would that give to to the art of homemaking if it was like this acknowledged thing that so mm-hmm. many more people would strive to be? Because we mm-hmm. kind of brought it to the surface by saying, well, I'm a homemaker. What mm-hmm. do you do? I'm a homemaker. Yeah. So I had a funny so thing the other job? day. Well, I do, but I'm a homemaker. Yeah. yeah. I was at Target doing one of those things mm-hmm. where I purged all of my children's disgusting clothes and was bringing in some new socks and underwear. And I had a woman come up to me and I could tell sort of, by the way, she passed me originally in the aisle and I could sort of tell by the way she eyeballed me like, oh, she knows, she knows who I am. You know, you can kind of tell by the way people look at you. This does not happen Mm -hmm. very often. 
does happen every once in a while. And she came up to me eventually. She's like, I, I know you probably hate when people do this, but I just needed to introduce myself and say how much I love your podcast. And she was beautiful. I mean, she had all her little kids with her doing just her normal shopping at Target. She had a little skirt on, a nice little blouse. Her hair was done. She had beautiful jewelry. I mean, she just looked very simple and beautiful. She looked, you would look at her and think, wow, this mom, she's kind of got it together, you know? Mm -hmm. And she shared with me what an encouragement homemaker chic had been to her, just in the sense of then when people ask you, it's one thing to ask the hot mess mom. We've all been there too. But like mm-hmm. when you're a mess, your clothes, your face, your attitude, when it's all a mess and somebody says, oh, mm-hmm. what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm a stay at home mom. They're like, yeah, we kind of got that. I knew that. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and even even meeting this woman, She's it was so like, not fair. wow, yeah. this is a new, this is a new level of homemaker. And that doesn't mean we can get there every day. Um, if no. you're re- if you're listening to this and you're in the hot mess stage, like you you're have to know <laughs> we've been there. We still have days like that. Sometimes Angela and I facing each other and it's sh- scary. <laughs> it's alarming. <laughs> we, we all have hot mess days, but I just try to have more better days organized homemaker on days than not. And I think you're right, Angela. I think the more that we speak into that and the more Mm -hmm. we sort of boldly and proudly lift that word up, we are raising the bar on what people expect and in a good way. When a homemaker invites people into her home and she has a beautiful bottle of wine and she knows a few things about it and she's eager to share it over a meal that she's, you know, made with her family for our guests. That's a beautiful thing, right? We're mm-hmm. not like ma on the prairie anymore. Homemakers include all kinds of different women from all different kinds of cultures and well-read women, well-educated women, women who have traveled, women who have life-changing experiences from all different kinds of trials. Mm -hmm. It's not a one-sized-fits-all occupation. And every time that you lift up that word homemaker, you're doing just that. You're saying, I am this and I see value in this, but here's who I am as a whole. Here's all these other pieces that lift that up. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm saying? It does. Oh, it does. And I wasn't, I feel okay. badly. I wasn't articulating myself very well about what I was trying to say, but, but you added to it so nicely in that think of all the different backgrounds that we have listening to the show. Like you said, the education and the life experiences as, and the travel that if we all went forward into the world saying, I am a homemaker, we could really like change some stigmas and some word yeah. association. Very very quickly if we just yeah. use that as our top brand, if you will. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's so many assumptions. Yeah, I think it's just, it's hot. Our culture so does glorify the hot mess. You know, there, yeah. it's, that's like a, it, you know, it's, we like, like we, we glorify busyness. We glorify being like really stressed out. That, that's some sort of a status symbol that you must be doing really good in life because your plate is so full and you're stressed out. Da, 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 da. You know, and so it's kind <laughs> of like that with the homemaker. They, yeah, they want to think it looks a certain way. Where if we all took our amazing experiences and averageness and excellence and everything and brought it forth and said to the world, "We are homemakers." Yeah, first and foremost, foremost, we are homemakers. Like that could really, I don't. I mean, we don't need to change things. We just need to do our business. But it could really change things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it really could. I mean, when we first started mm-hmm. this podcast over a year ago, the reason that we said no denim jumpers was because stay-at-home moms in the nineties. There was a pretty hefty stigma attached to that. You sort of yeah. pictured the homeschool yeah. mom, fairly uneducated, you know, wearing her denim jumpsuit and her scrunchie and just kind of oblivious really to the <laughs> world, scrunchie. just sort of tucked into her home, right? That's not the world mm-hmm. that we live in. And and 
there might still be homemakers like that. I'm sure that there are. Um, but there, but that's such a narrow view of what it is to be a homemaker. I think you're right. And I think, do you hear my chicken out there? We had a chicken who hatched 12 eggs this morning. Oh, that's so great. I couldn't, I can't even tell you what it did to my heart. It did to my heart what the ducks did to your heart. I walked out and I saw it and I was just so beautiful. That's her. Um, okay. Let's talk about some more fun things. I'll tell you what, being the homemaker, at least in our home, I'm speaking to myself. That mm-hmm. kind of means I do get to be the queen a little bit. I do. I get to put yes, my music Jay, on. I've been trying to say this. <laughs> yeah. Like there, I have been saying this for years to people when I talk to them about this individually. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is actually a glamorous job. It is. This isn't, this isn't what you think it is. Mm-hmm. This is glamorous. I get to get dressed up. I get to put on my makeup. I could wear high heels if I want to. I can wear flats. I can light a candle. I can put flowers on. I can, you know, it's all these beautiful touches through the day. Yes, there's work involved. There is work. Like, don't shirk from work, okay? Because it's going to be everywhere you go. And I get, I'm the queen. Yeah. This, like, sometimes I just, like, I feel like I'm just floating through the house. Like, okay, I've got this room, and now I'm going to do that, and mm-hmm. I'm going to do that, and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's all in like it is, and mindset. you know one of my favorite parts about that is I get to choose what we eat. I do not make kid food, and I do not Mm-mm. really do any special food for my kids. <laughs> I'm like, you can pick out if you don't like something, but like this is what I'm making. That's it, right? And I love, I do love that part of it because sometimes when four o'clock rolls around and I'm feeling good and I've got my music going, I'm like, it's a homemade pasta night, and right, I love getting to do that. And sort of shape the home into what I want it to be. You know, again, everybody's husband's different. My husband does not really care what the house smells like. He loves when it's clean and it's vibey. And I mean, it's so palatable. You could touch it when when you've really cultivated that feeling in your house. And he loves that. But he doesn't really care how it's done. He doesn't really care what music is on. He doesn't really care what I'm cooking for dinner. He just knows mm-hmm. when it's good and he knows when I'm at peace. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we get to decorate the home the way that for the most part, I want to decorate the home and we eat for dinner, mostly what I want to make for dinner. <laughs> and, you know, we tend to prioritize a lot of the things that I see as valuable in the home. And so there is a lot mm-hmm. of space there for the woman to just what was that really good uh, G.K. Chesterton quote that we talked about? Um, oh, yeah. Where it was like that she doesn't have to be the perf- she doesn't have to be the expert at it. Some you know, summarizing. Yes, the expert at one thing. She has the actual luxury. Yes. of being the amateur at so many. The pressure is off. Yep. to excel at one thing. She can put her hand to sewing. She can put her hand to cooking. She can dabble in this, dabble in that, tinker with a garden. She doesn't have to be committed and isolated to just one thing. And that is the freedom of being a homemaker. You can put flowers on the table. You don't have to be a floral designer. You don't have to market your business. You don't have to do these grand crazy things. You can just put some pretty flowers in a vase and appreciate flowers and love Mm. them and maybe even grow them without having to be an expert at any of those things. You can love and appreciate Mm. good classical music without being able to play the cello or explain the difference between this or and that. name one of the songs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, you can mm-hmm. have a beautiful, comfortable home that is clean, that welcome is welcoming to people without having to be Joanna Gaines. You can, mm-hmm. it can be modest and small and quaint and charming and beautiful. And you get the ability as a homemaker to dabble in those things, express yourself through them, explore them without that huge pressure of do this so amazing that you can make a living off of it. And that's the pressure Mm -hmm. that culture brings. You don't have to do that as a homemaker. That's a beautiful freedom. And that's that's a freedom for the career woman who leaves and has a 35-minute commute every day and for the stay-at-home mom. That is a luxury. That is the... That has meaning to to all ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. That freedom. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
It really does. Mm. On that note, what are you going to make for dinner tonight? Uh, spaghetti. Spaghetti. As soon as I said pasta, I was like, dang it, you shouldn't have said that. I know. Because now that's My all I want to eat. Italian beef. <laughs> My kids want Italian beef so bad, but I didn't start that soon <laughs> enough. So. Spaghetti. And spaghetti. it's ramp season, so we're going to go in the forest and get ramps and make garlic bread. And oh, beautiful. Goodness. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies. We had a fun afternoon. We, we, uh, yeah, we had a fun afternoon. Do you want to expand after on our, that? After our mushy morning. Yeah, after then you were trying to close out the show. Yeah, I was. I mean, I, you. you ruined my segue, <laughs> Sorry about so that. now you'll have to close it out, but it's Sorry fine. About, well, you're always ruining mine, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> after our beautiful morning, then we gardened, and then we went to the go-kart track as a family, and it was just us, and we went a little crazy. We had some fun, mm. all eight of us on the track, like maniacs. Did you get some aggression out? It was really fun. I drove. Junior was my partner, and he squealed with delight the whole time because I was driving like a maniac. And he's like, he got out and he's like, I was like Dale Junior. Like, oh, oh so that's fun. That's so sweet. Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying this mm-hmm. new stage of parenting where it's like the first few years are just survival. I mean, truly, it's just yeah. like feeding, sleeping, napping, feeding, sleeping, napping, feeding, sleeping, potty training, blah 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 blah. <laughs> this is like a whole new right. level of like memory making. Where I'm like, yeah, now this is, fun. we're cultivating the home yeah. and now I get to cultivate your right. hearts and your minds and mm-hmm. we get to just build this beautiful little home in your heart that you will take with you forever. Which is why I finally yeah. sucked it up and was like, we're taking a family vacation because this is what they're going to remember. Yeah. Good. That's something I'd like to explore next season. I'd like okay. to talk about young homemakers for okay. sure. And friends, if you have any ideas that you'd like to, we've had some um, husbands and widowers that would like us to speak to the men in our audience, which I find Mm -hmm. challenging and interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you would like to um, email us any ideas on that, any further ideas and anything else, we like taking your ideas. We will have a stellar theme for you for season seven, which I can't Oh my gosh. I know. I'm going to click my calendar. You're going to hear a mouse click so I can tell them when we'll be back. Okay. Uh, let's see. When are we coming back? The 31st? Two-week yes. break? Yeah, we're taking a two-week break. We'll be back. Because uh, mm-hmm. we are not, not working during that time, but we are getting our shiz together. <laughs> Basically. We're going to expand the merchandise. Yes. To uh, in addition to what's there, and we're going to keep sprucing up that website for you guys, and some new, uh, probably some new Patreon perks or something, and it's just going to be great. It'll be great, patrons. Make sure that so, you join us for the call next Friday. If you're not a patron yet, you can go show some love at patreoncom forward slash podcast. Go over there, show some love to the podcast for just ten dollars a month. You get all kinds of perks, not the least of which is video forms of every podcast so you can see our faces talking to one another, which is so important. I'm a super visual person. That's how I operate. We just posted the episode with Jennifer from last week. Lovely. So that's up. And then Monday's episode will be up probably any minute. But yes, you can get caught up on video. Yes. Do that. Of course, show some love to our sponsors. They help keep Homemaker Chic on the air which we very much appreciate. Yes. So major love to very all of them. Some of them have been with us since season one. So do show some love to them. incredible. Yeah. And tomorrow over on Instagram, show us what you're wearing, what makes you feel feminine, what gives you all the feels, feels using the hashtag ultra feminine Friday. Shay, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you. And over 1 million downloads. You guys? To you as well, my friend. We're about to hit 10,000 over on Instagram. So tag a friend. Tag five friends over on Instagram (gasps) and invite them to follow us there so we can hit that. (gasps) Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You guys, we're doing a giveaway. (laughs) Angela. (laughs) Professional. (laughs) Friends, we are doing a giveaway. When are we doing this giveaway? On Instagram. (laughs) We're turds. No, we're not. We're just two moms doing our very best. We're doing an awesome giveaway to celebrate 1 million downloads, 100 episodes over on Instagram. Grief. A beautiful little package from all of our sponsors. And we want to share that with you. 
So go over, look for the giveaway post, tag your friends, which is to enter. To enter. Hello. I was halfway ah. there. Friends, we're talking about a treat from Dry Farm Wines, a queen size set of American Blossom Linens and treats from the rest of our sponsors as well. So you need to go check it out. So follow the Instagram feed so you can see when we post that and enter. It's going to be fabulous. And we'll see you here in two weeks time. I will be 35 the next time we meet. Booyah. Middle aged. Yep. I'm still laughing that you think that's This is as good stuff. as I'm ever going to look, ladies. This is it. It's downhill from downhill here. Downhill from here. <laughs> I will see you then. Okay. We'll see you guys then. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.